Welcome back to Old Nerd, Young Nerd. I'm Derek. I'm Todd. And this is part four of our little Stanley anthology. Right. Um, in this episode, we're going to be going into um, his movie appearances outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which yes. is primarily Disney. Yes. So um, we're, and also... These would be mostly Fox, Fox movies or right. other smaller studios. And we're also going to talk towards the end about Marvel movies that he was not in. Yeah, there's actually quite a few. Yeah. We're, looking, we're looking at you, Fox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um just for so we're not just doing purely by um chronological order. We'll just go by the the movie franchises first. Well, let's or considering uh this list of stuff he's not in, uh-huh. maybe we should save this one for last then. Okay. So we'll go right we'll just start with uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy. Alright, and that was the Tobey Maguire years. Tobey Maguire years, yes. <clears throat> so Alright, 2002, start us off. 2004, 2007. And, um... Oh, well, actually, it looks like Stan Lee's cameo was a deleted scene. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Do we actually count that one? I think we do. I mean, yeah, see, he's in now. It. This is now. See now. This is very interesting. Yeah. Do we count a cameo where it was supposed to be in? Because some of those happened in the Marvel movies. He's not in as well. Yeah. Um. Well, let's just let's just go with it. Yeah. Let's just go with it. So. Kind of easy breezy. Um. He stand. He plays a street vendor. Who tries to sell Peter Parker a pair of sunglasses in a deleted scene? Right. I mean, it to me, it's kind of a slap in the face that you would have him record the cameo and not put it in the movie since it's yeah. freaking Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, it's only again I'm kinda, Stanley's baby. Yeah, I'm kind of curious as to whether, and I'll have to look at my DVD because I uh, when Spider-Man came out, I believe it came out with like a Spider-Man 1.5. Um, right before Spider-Man 2 was released, and I don't know if that was included in um, the cut for Spider-Man 1.5. I'd have to check. Actually, it looks like... I'm sorry, he did have an actual cameo where he pulls a little girl away from falling debris. Oh, that's right. The yeah, street, I do remember that. The street that. vendor yep. thing is, I guess, an expanded <clears throat> thing in, yeah. um, as a deleted scene. And it looks like in Spider-Man 2, he had another, like, small on-screen cameo. Spider-Man 2, 2004. And a bit larger uh, in a deleted scene where he actually has a line. Um, Spider-Man 2, what does he do? Oh, I made that rhyme. Yeah. All in time. Actually, hold on, am I reading this wrong? You might be. Uh... In a blooper scene that appears extra and extra on the DVD, he has another cameo where he insinuates that Spider-Man steal, is stealing a kid's sneakers. So that definitely wasn't in the movie. I don't remember that at all. I've watched Spider-Man 2 a bunch. Never a deleted scene, though. No, I don't remember that either. But I do remember where he saves um, another innocent person uh, during the Spider-Man and Doc Ock um, first battle. So he basically did the same thing okay. as he did in Spider-Man, yeah, the I first just, Spider-Man. It's been a while, so I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, but I do remember his Spider-Man 3 cameo, even though 
of the of the Sam Raimi trilogy, Spider-Man Three is the one I've watched the least. But it, it was more. It was kind of a poignant scene, all things considered. Like uh, Stanley goes up to Peter Parker, and they're looking at a billboard of, or an article about Spider-Man, and he goes, "Huh, I guess one man can make a difference." So that's right. that's kind of the whole thing about Spider-Man, right? And then Friendly he says, and "Then he says one of his major catchphrases." Enough said. Huh. Which is kind of cool too. And leaves Peter to dwell on that. Well, and that was kind of one of uh, one of the major issues with Spider-Man. That you know, as we talked about in our last episode, Spider-Man was really his baby, and and he really emphasized that with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. And um, I think that that mirrors back to mm-hmm. that. Um, Alright, but let's go to the next um, movies, that the, set of movies. The Fantastic Four, one and, t- one and Rise, Rise of the Silver Surfer, which would be two. Right. I don't believe he had a cameo in the reboot they tried no, to do. No, I don't think, no, I don't think he did. Um, so that's another one. Yeah, that's um, another one where, for, the, for the no list. The uh, Fantastic Four the reboot. reboot. Right. Now, they also had a Fantastic Four back in, like, the 70s, but we're not talking about those. No. So, in the first Fantastic Four movie from 2005, right. he plays the, uh, um, I guess, the doorman to the Baxter building. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then, in the second one, he's trying to get into uh, the wedding, but gets turned away for not having an invitation. Right. Well, let's go back to um, the the first Fantastic Four um, uh, cameo. It's the first character that he portrayed uh, that was created as a character in the comics that he actually portrayed in the movies. Oh, really? Willie Lumpkin. Oh. Yeah. Who was always like the the doorman for the Baxter Building. Okay. So, which was kind of interesting. But get all right. Uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah, he just he plays a guy trying to get into the uh, Mister Fantastic Invisible Woman wedding, which is how the film. No, opens. he pierces himself. No, but he he was um, turned away. He was trying to get into the movie. He was trying to get into the wedding. Right, but he was, was turned but he was away betraying by himself. Right. Well, obviously, if the doorman. He's like, but I'm Stan Lee. Right. Oh, I don't. I didn't remember that part. Yeah, I remember. He was. Him yeah, he got away. turned. He got turned away. But he was portraying um, himself. He's like, well, wait a second, I'm Stan Lee. I should be allowed in. Huh. Um, and that was back in... 2007. Right. So but this it's is based... a year before the MCU starts. Right. But what was also um, really kind of cool about that was the same thing happened uh, in their annual in... Uh, Fantastic Four Annual 3, 1965... Where they get married. Oh, yeah? Um, but he and Jack Kirby, who were the creators of Fantastic Four, also get turned away. Which oh, wow. was kind of cool. Alright, so now we'll go to the Amazing Spider-Man duology. Right. These, these movies were okay. I always forget, who's that actor that played him? I always forget his name. Do you remember? I knew it, and now that you at, now that you put me on the spot, <laughs> and I don't... Um, <laughs> I don't remember him in anything else. Oh my else. god! Um, Andrew Garfield, jeez. <laughs> I, I, I don't think rem- he's. 
Universally, he... like, everybody's least favorite Spider-Man anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the cameos for Amazing Spider-Man yes. 1. So <clears throat> the first one is actually, like, I really liked it because um, I don't know if you remember, like, uh, Spider-Man's actually having a fight with a lizard in his high school. And, uh, like, Stanley's playing a librarian. He's listening to music. And the library's getting torn up Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, Yes, yes. So, like, he misses this whole fight and then turns around and just the library is destroyed. destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, I totally remember that now. Um, All right. And Amazing Spider-Man 2 in 2014. He's just at their graduation as a guest, it looks like. Yeah, just sort of. I don't uh, even 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 remember it. I think I saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2 maybe twice in my life. Yeah, I think that so was, really that was with Electro, right? Electro, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, like you said, it's kind of like my least favorite yeah. of all the Spider-Man I thought it had, it had some potential, but it, I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, it, it was just maybe really... he was my least favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. <clears throat> so, now we kind of... We're, we're kind of we're kind of delving into other Marvel appearances, um, where he was and was not, because some of these he he did record some cameos, and then was later um, taken out of it um, after right. post production. Well, here's so in the the two thousand three Daredevil movie, Stanley had an actual cameo. He was in that. Right. theatrical version. He's playing a guy who's walking while reading the paper. Right. And little kid, bl- newly blind Matt Murdock, stops him from walking onto an oncoming bus, pretty right. much. Uh, he was in The Hulk, right? Yeah. The one that the, you said you Eric like that, I, yeah, that I'm not yeah. that big a fan of. Yeah, I kind of like that better. But, Gad, what were you going to say? Um, <clears throat> and, and this was actually a dual kind of, like, cameo with um, another famous for Hulk um, Oh, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Yes. Who played him in the 70s. Oh, so Lou Ferrigno's had a cameo in both Hulk movies then. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Uh, but the the cameo in Hulk 2003 was? Uh, he and Lou Ferrigno were security guards. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wouldn't picture... I, I, I can't picture that. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. And... What I like about this was it was his first speaking role in a film based on one of his characters. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Well, it, um, yeah. Because okay, for the most part, they were. Well, he didn't talk in Daredevil, right? And that was the same year as the Hulk, right? Um, I, Derek didn't want to mention this, but I kind of did because I was a huge fan of Man Thing. Man Thing I was. Say a, I didn't want to mention it. You kind of did. Before we're, yeah, yes, yeah, she did. You're like, I don't know, you know who that is. No, I, I didn't. And say that's exactly how it. he sounds when I'm when that's we're talking not how about. I, I didn't want to talk about that, that at all. That's not what that's I said. Exactly, that's not how e- I sound. Even as you're listening to this, that's exactly how he sounds to most people. No, I've been I've been told that by a lot of people. Sure. Um. Anyway, but but um, Man Thing 2005. It was a sci-fi made-for-TV movie. Um. <clears throat> who uh, I was always a fan of and for anyone who doesn't oh, I think we're are we breaking no, up? I hit I oh hit okay with the... 
Um, for anyone who's who's unaware, Man Thing is kind of like the counterpart to the more popular Swamp Thing that DC did. I do like Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing, I was always a huge fan of, but I honestly think Man Thing came before Swamp Thing. Um, let me just think. So Man Thing first appeared um, in Savage Tales number one, May of seventy one. And Swamp Thing first appeared in House of Secrets number 92, July of 71. Yeah. So, and you know, like, this is... It's always been an ongoing battle with DC and um Well, I don't know how fast, like, comics operate. Did they just have similar ideas and one was just published first? I don't first, know. Like, th- like, that's what I kind of wonder, too. Um, Swamp Thing obviously was more popular than Man Thing, but they basically have the same origin story and everything else. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously, if uh, Man Thing was published published in May, and Swamp uh, Thing, Swamp is Thing in July, like, right? But like the stories came well before that, right? Like, you can't you, you, than, you don't publish the it same. It takes more than two months, right? To, yeah. So it, it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Um, but that's a good segue. It was a good segue. Segue. Um, but I liked you know I liked the um, the Man Thing. Um, movie. It was kind of cool. It was, it, they were kind of like digital um, uh, computer animated uh, man thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas Swamp Thing was more practical. Um, and I liked those, I, you know, Swamp Thing with the movie came out in the 80s. But anyway, um, that was a brief segue to Man Thing. Uh, then let's get back into other Marvel appearances by Stan Lee. Um, not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, the latest one would be Venom. Right. I loved Which, Venom. Did you see Venom yeah, yet? Yeah, it was good. I liked I it. I really liked it, too. Yeah, I don't I know it. why it was, like, panned. I mean, a lot of people said it should have been an R-rated type of thing, well, like, a, like, see, a, like a the original, Deadpool. The original idea for Venom was that it was going to be an R-rated movie. <laughs> and I think that's kind of what people wanted, and since that's not what they got... It got, it was. But for what it was, it was good. I really liked it. I've I watched it. I've watched it a bunch of times. I wanted more Venom, less Eddie Brock, but yeah, whatever. Uh, and they do, they do set up the movie for a um, a sequel with Carnage. But yeah. anyway, we're talking about um, Stanley, Stanley, and his cameos. And in that movie, Stanley's just a guy walking his dog, and overhears. Eddie Brock kind of arguing with himself, himself being Venom. Right. So that was kind of a funny little scene because he encourages uh, Eddie to go try and keep his girlfriend. Yeah. Because that's, I guess, what they were arguing about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's it's, it's uh, the, the movie actually showed Venom is kind of a, like a a nice guy, except for the whole eating people thing. Yeah. You right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> he just needs to eat brains. Is all. Yeah. Alright, and now we kind of get into the um, the realm of where Stanley kind of both did and didn't have cameos. Because mm-hmm. we'll go to the Blade franchise, Blades uh, 1, 2, and 3. Right. And, uh, you know, if you watch those movies, you don't see Stan Lee. Uh, he was supposed to have a cameo in the first Blade movie, but it got cut. Right. He was going to play a, a cop that um, shows up at the the club from the right. opening scene and it was going to find a burning vampire body. Right. Quinn. Yeah. But other than that, you have three Marvel movies that 
don't feature Stan Lee there. Mm-hmm. And that kind of segues us over to the X-Men films. Right. Where, and I'll include Deadpool in that. Okay. Where Stan Lee does and does not have cameos. Okay. Because um, if you go, if you count Deadpool, he has he has two cameos, and then there was that um, that short um, called No Good Deed that aired before Logan in theaters mm-hmm. that Stanley had a cameo in. Right. But even that got kind of wonky with uh, how things got cut. Right. So, uh, well, let, let's go Deadpool real quick. Deadpool one, Stanley's a DJ in a strip club. Yeah. Which was hilarious. It's kind of, yeah, that was kind of funny. Now, Deadpool 2... Um, oh, he's just... He's, uh, he's, he's like mural. graffiti art. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, he's, he's he actually mural. didn't appear yeah. as himself. I kind of think he did, though, in the um, commercial, but I'm I'm not sure. I can't I don't remember it yet. Now. All right. Oh, well, that might be the No Good Deed thing you're thinking of. Oh, yeah, you're right. So that, yep, that's short. Yep, so he was yep. supposed to be in that... Which aired before Logan, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he got cut though. But Ryan right. Reynolds released the full thing to YouTube that right. had Stanley in it. Mm-hmm. So that was that. But now let's talk about the rest of the the X Men movies. And this is this is where it gets weird because so Stanley has cameos in X Men, X Men Three, and X Men Apocalypse, but in X Men Two. X-Men Origins Wolverine, X-Men First Class, The Wolverine, Days of Future Past, and Logan. That's a ton of films. There's no cameo. Right. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It was, and it was kind of weird, especially with the newer films, because it's kind of like, kind of goes without saying that he should be in there. Right. Especially I mean, with just, X-Men. It's I essentially mean, just kind of tradition at this point. Yeah. And I was kind of shocked, because I'm... I remember actually sitting in theaters, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to wait till the end credits. Maybe it's in an end credit scene. Yeah. And he wasn't. And I mean, we're talking, like, not even in deleted scenes. Just, right. He just wasn't featured at, at all. all. Which is kind of weird. But, um, so we go to the original X-Men movie from 2000. Uh-huh. And Stanley was a hot dog uh, vendor on the beach where the, uh, the senator... Who just escaped from Magneto after being right, kind of he's just turned walking into a up and it's kind of like yeah, uh, like melting or whatever. Yeah. Now, see, I remember that scene, but I don't remember Stan Lee. Yeah, I don't remember his cameo. I'm gonna have to rewatch it again, of course, because um, I haven't seen that in a while. Uh, and here's here's like a brief segue um, too. In and this is my kind of OCD and my total nerd thing. If you remember, and I don't know if you do, you might, um, and I don't know if you have it, uh, right after, well, it wasn't right after X-Men, but right before X-Men 2, they came out with X-Men 1.5. No, I don't remember that. Where they um, reintroduced a lot of the, and again, this is me totally segueing, and I'm famous for it. If you listen to the show, you know it. Um, but it kind of kind of annoys me that... Um, aside from the X-Men 1.5, because what, what, do, what X-Men 1.5 did and the original X-Men DVD did, the X-Men DVD had a branching system where they would leak, leave like a little um, indicator on the screen where you if you hit it when this little thing came up, I think it was an X, 
you hit the X and it would branch off into the deleted scene to be reintroduced into the movie. In X-Men 1.5, the DVD, they actually incorporated all of those into the actual movie. So it's an ex- so it's an extended cut uh, of the movie where you're not just looking at deleted scenes, they're actually incorporated into the actual film. Whereas with the original X-Men, you'd have to... It was you a branching a system. Yeah. Right, you'd have to hit a button. Um, and, I, and I only wanted to go onto that segue to mention our other shows our where we're talking about... Right, yeah. director's cuts and extended cuts and that kind of thing. All right, but let's go back to it. Um, so, wasn't the, in X Men Two? Yeah, which is arguably the really best X Men movie they made. Yeah. Um, but he was in the Last Stand, and he appears as a neighbor to Jean Grey, uh, to her parents. Right, when they were younger. He yes. and Chris Claremont, who was also a writer, and one of one of my favorite writers in the X-Men series. Ah. Um, which I honestly didn't know that that was Chris Claremont, because I don't know what Chris Claremont looks like. I know right. what he wrote, you but know, I, don't, I never know... You, you know, know a what name, not a face. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, he was in that scene where uh, I believe it was uh, Professor X and Magneto went to visit when she was still a kid. When she a was kid. a kid, yeah, to mm-hmm. recruit her to go to the school. Right. Um, and he's credited as the water hose man. Yes, because he was holding a hose and the water started Starts going, going up. up. Yep. yep. I vividly remember that. Uh-huh. All right. But so, like, so you have X-Men in 2000. I forget when X2 was. I think it was, like, 2003, 2004. It might have been, yeah. And then you have X-Men The Last Stand in 2006. Mm-hmm. But that's Stanley's last X-Men cameo for ten years until X-Men Apocalypse. Right. So that's... Which, in all honesty, aside from Spider-Man, I mean, the X-Men were, were like, huge. I mean, I think that's honestly really what blew up Marvel Comics. Right. So, I mean, like, so you have X-Men Origins Wolverine, X-Men First Class, The Wolverine... And mm-hmm. Days of Future Past. That's four movies in between that time that don't feature at all Stanley at all. And then after that, you have Logan, which you could really argue is the best uh, movie that Fox made as far as X Men goes. I mean, I think the argument usually falls between Logan and X Two as right. far as like which is the best actual X Men movie. Mm-hmm. It's certainly the best performance by uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah. But, um, you know, so you have, uh, what, one, two, three, four, five, six out of nine movies in that universe that don't have right. Stan Lee. I know. It's crazy. Um, um, but, um, he, he had a cameo in X-Men Apocalypse, which he's, um, he actually is cameoing with his wife, Joan, as they watch Nuclear Weapons get shot off I, I totally forgot that yeah I don't yeah. I don't remember that either I think I've only seen Apocalypse all the way through one time I, like I've that, seen it a couple of times it I like it and, and here's why I liked Apocalypse and also why I liked Last Stand because Angel was always my favorite character mm. in that and in or yeah, in Apocalypse, that's where he becomes Archangel. Right. So, which was kind of cool. 
Uh, but that's just an aside. That is an aside, which is almost a segue, but not quite. Yeah. And so, I think we're are we done with well, no, the... well that's we're done with his cameos but let's they have more movies like they okay we're talking now, about we're the talking stuff about, that he was not in right so now these movies weren't necessarily good mm-hmm. um like Electra he didn't have a cameo in Electra I didn't really right. like Electra um the two Ghost Rider movies I haven't seen Electra in like forever. The first Ghost Rider movie I didn't mind. The second one I didn't like at all. The second one I really despised. I I, I didn't like the cinematography. Um, I I didn't like that weird like kind of like um, coloring that they added. Like it was like an almost like. Um, I'll be honest with you. I watched it once oh, okay. and never wanted right. to watch well, it, it again. Doesn't matter. So I don't really remember. We're really just talking about the cameos, and yeah. now we're talking about the not cameos. So he so, wasn't in either of the Ghost Riders. No. He wasn't in the Fantastic Four reboot. He mm-hmm. wasn't in Elektra. Uh, we mentioned the Blade movies, even right. though he filmed a cameo for the first one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, um, we go to the Punisher movies. Right. Uh, Punisher from 2004, and then featuring Tom Jane, which I love that movie. I thought was that was a, great a good movie. movie. Yeah. Especially the extended cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, filled in kind of a lot of story holes. Right. And then you have Punisher Warzone, which right. I refuse to watch. With Ray Stevenson. You've never watched it at no, all? No, I, I didn't want to. Because Pu- Punisher Warzone... Right. See, this is where this is where Derek and I diverge. Well, I, l- I'm listen, always a fan I, of any listen, comic book listen, movie. Listen, I, I will explain if you want... <laughs> Uh, why well, I refuse to watch let's, it? Let's give. Let's hear your like, lame, I was such a fan. Of, lame response. Go ahead. I was such a fan of the Tom Jane Punisher, uh-huh. and originally I believe Warzone was supposed to be a sequel, but mm-hmm. Tom Jane saw how terrible the script was and didn't want to do it. And when I heard that, and that you know he wasn't still going to continue on as the Punisher, and it was basically a reboot, I wasn't interested. Right. I and remember I heard bad things about the movie. Anyway. Of all three of the Punisher movies, and uh, Derek failed to mention the '89 Punisher with Dolph Lundgren, which I learned about what a half an hour ago when yeah. you mentioned you showed me. No, the- no, and I, I'm not that I'm not faulting you for um, because it was it wasn't well received or anything like that. Um, but uh, Stanley wasn't in any of the three. Right and uh, of well, my memories, the Tom Jane honestly is is the one that I remember the most. Well, I kind of like after you leave, I'm probably going to watch Dolph Lundgren's, and then I'm gonna, probably going to watch the Ray Stevenson again, just to re- remind myself of what it, what they were. I think um, I Stanley. It kind of makes sense that he wouldn't necessarily have a cameo as far as the Punisher goes, because I don't think Stanley really had much to do with the Punisher. No, I don't think he did either. Um, to be honest with you, and I. I believe he first appeared in Spider-Man. In, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. I'm not sure, sure when that was true. exactly. Um, I don't know if it was the 60s or the 70s, but that was his first appearance. Um, but the other movie... Captain, Captain America. The Captain America TV movies um, back in the 70s, which I also have. Well, 1990, right? Was uh... Well, that 1991 was a follow-up to the um, there were two Captain America TV movies uh, two, yeah I, I believe there were two 
um, where they were um, TV movies. I, I forget who the um, the actor was who portrayed him. Hold on one second, let me think. Oh, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking of like the 70s um, TV movies with uh, Red Brown, who was a um, an American soccer player. Yeah, um, I was talking about the the crappy 1990. Yeah, I I I totally I like I remember now that we're talking about it. I remember like the poster, but I never saw yeah. the movie. So, I'm going to have to buy that. No, I never saw the movie. The poster looks cool. Yeah. But I I saw some uh stills from the movie and the red skull looks absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I can't I, like I don't even remember that. So that was like that was the year I graduated uh high school, but Yeah, like, that was the year I turned 2. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, so then you couldn't have possibly watched that ever. No, because, I just met because, in 1990 oh, I couldn't okay. have watched it. Um, not ever, Todd. Yeah. But he was sure. Uh, but Stanley was also not in that um, movie. I can't blame him for that one. You don't know. You, you haven't seen it. How can you not? How I'm judging you know, just it based be, on the production value. You're basing it simply on a screenshot. Yes, I am. That's of how the awful Red Skull. Is. That is how well, god awful get it is. I'll, you know what? I'll have it probably within like a week. I'm sure. So you will. and then so then we'll see. I'm you know, sure and you I'll will. let you borrow it and you can watch it. I. Um, uh, I don't know. All right, the last Marvel movie. Um, I think I think we're up to the last one, Howard the Duck. Oh yeah, which I loved. By the way, I loved that. I know nobody else likes it. I thought it was hilarious. Plus, I, I loved Leah Thompson in it. I don't think I've ever seen that all the way through. Really? Yeah. I mean, like it, a clip it's, here and a clip there, kind of deal. It's it's obviously kind of tongue in cheek, kind like, of like a hero. I know it's a George Lucas movie, uh huh, which is also the one of the reasons why I like it. Right. So you know, I'm prejudiced because it's George Lucas. So I know um, a lot of people were pretty happy at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy when Howard the Duck made a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like the Howard the Duck in the Howard the Duck movie more than I like him as he appeared in. Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of disparaging things that have been said about Howard the Duck, the movie, but I, I always liked it. Um, well, how old were you when it came out? Oh, God, I think that was like in the 80s. I think it, it was, was like early 80s, right? Or maybe um, late 80s. If I'm not mistaken, let me think real quick. Hold on. Yeah, now I'm thinking about it. It was 86. So it, I was 15, I think. Wow. I didn't see it in the theaters, but I remember, I think when it came out on HBO, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Plus, it had Leah Thompson in it, who was... Like, yeah, there you go. The time. Yeah, there you go. You know, during those, I thought maybe those... you were like 11 or something when you saw it. And no, you just no, it I, was, I was during like the whole perfect time to fall in love with Leah Thompson. Got it. Um, and that was, that was when she was hugely popular. That was Back to the Future Days and everything else. Right. Um, but... Going back, this, I believe, is the last Marvel movie that we're talking about where he was not involved. Live action. Live action. I mean, he was... And we're not going into, like, all the animated or... or, Right, exactly. Um, We really wanted to give everyone, like, a brief... And it's not been brief. I I, I thought this was going to take a lot lot less time. Both of these episodes have gone a lot longer than I thought they would. Especially this one. Yeah. 
So that's pretty much going to wrap this episode up. Yeah, um, episode four of our Stan Lee tribute. Yep. This one is uh, the second part of his cameos. cameos. Um, we learned a lot. Yeah. I mean, I learned that there's a Captain America 1990 uh, movie that I never saw, which I'm going to have to see. Um, uh, final thoughts? Um, I okay. think right. X-Men should have used Stan Lee a bit more. No, uh, definitely. I mean, uh, especially with Logan and everything else. Shame on you, Fox. Well, yeah. I don't know, like, is it up to the studio, or maybe maybe it was a scheduling conflict? What does he really have to do? I don't he was know, like man. I'd, I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt that they wouldn't like, be like. It's Stan. not. It's not like he's forty. And he's like, oh no, I got a meeting. On oh Tuesday. yeah. Well, I, I would like to give them this the benefit of the doubt and not think that they just excluded one of X Men's like prime, you know, figureheads. But it, it kind of feels like they did because oh, totally he could have been, like did. you know, any one of a million, you know, ancillary characters in yeah. those movies, right? And it, it kind of like made me sad because I, I remember watching a ton of those sitting in theaters. I'm like, all right, well, let's hold on. Maybe it's at the like I said before. Maybe, maybe it's, it's at the end. end. Yep, but it never, never was. Um, but uh, Stan, we miss you. We love you. And um, this is old nerd, young nerd. Remember to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And remember, normal's the new boring. Thank you for joining us, and we'll uh, see you next time. Yep, enough said. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good. yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs>